Welcome to another episode of the Buckets Mentality Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Seeky. Use code Bucket Center for $20 off your first purchase. Again, another episode we're going to talk about the top five teams and players up to this point in the season. This is the week eight edition, and we'll start with the team hierarchy. At number one, we have the Milwaukee Bucks, and this is their second consecutive week at the number one spot. Before that, it was basically shared by the two L.A. teams for the first six weeks, but now we have the Milwaukee Bucks who are on a 17-game win streak, and they have the best net rating in the entire league. They got the best defensive rating in the league, and they're third in offensive rating. They're tied for the best record in the league with the Los Angeles Lakers right now at 23-3. and They're led by the MVP, who won the MVP last year. It is my favorite to win the MVP again this year at this point in time, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Their depth is great. Their coaching is great. This Milwaukee Bucks team has really played with a purpose. Even when Giannis missed the game against the New Orleans Pelicans, the bench stepped up. The depth, the others stepped up, and they continue to roll. They're going to take their winning streak potentially into L.A. next week when the Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks square off next Thursday. At number two, I have the Los Angeles Lakers, who are undefeated away from Staples Center at this point in time. The only game they've lost technically on the road was opening night against the Los Angeles Clippers, but again, that game was played in Staples Center. They're tied for the best record in the entire league, like I said, with the Milwaukee Bucks. They're led by two MVP candidates and all-world talents. When you're talking about LeBron James and Anthony Davis and what these guys are doing and what they mean to their team at this point in time. Third in net rating, top five, both offensively and defensively and offensive and defensive rating. Best chemistry in the league. The way these guys have come together and really supported each other, their on-court chemistry and just their off-court chemistry. The aura around the Lakers right now, the vibe, the energy has been so great. And it's so exciting that we see this so quickly. Teams don't usually take this quick to gel, especially LeBron James teams have taken a minute to develop that chemistry, to figure out each other's tendencies, to figure out a relationship both on and off the court. LeBron James really deserves a lot of credit for his leadership. Frank Vogel deserves a lot of credit for the way he's galvanized these troops, the way he's had these guys buy in on both sides of the ball. The Los Angeles Lakers have been a real success story so far this season. They are thriving. They are balling right now. At third, the Los Angeles Clippers, and they're on a four-game win streak. A lot of people were talking trash about the Los Angeles Clippers, talking about, oh, are they overrated? They're not living up to expectations. What is Kawhi Leonard doing? What's going on with this Clippers team? Well, let's pump the brakes. They're still the second seed in the Western Conference with Kawhi Leonard load managing, with Paul George missing the first chunk of the season and still working his way back. Guys like Lou Williams, Pat Bev, Montres, Harold doing their thing as well. They're obviously well coached. When we talk about Doc Rivers, who's an elite coach in this league, the two best two-way wings in the entire league reside in Los Angeles right now. When you're talking about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, uh, healthy wings, I should say. Uh, we all know Kevin Durant, how good he is, but he's out obviously for the year with the Achilles injury. And they're fourth in the NBA in net rating. Their offensive and defensive ratings may not be up to par with where they're going to be when it comes to the playoffs. They're not top five in either offensive or defensive rating, but their combined rating puts them at fourth right now. They're balling. They're finding a stride, 
And once they develop this chemistry and once they start practicing together on a consistent basis and once we can really see what this team is made of when they start to give effort out there on the court, we'll really be able to evaluate this Los Angeles Clippers team. Right now, they're being at third when they're basically at 65 to 70% of what they're going to be come playoff time. That's very scary for the rest of the league. At number four, we got the Philadelphia 76ers who are still undefeated on their home court. They're riding a five-game winning streak led by their superstar big man, Joel Embiid, who just had his best game of the season dominating on both sides of the ball against the Boston Celtics. Philadelphia 76ers are sixth in the league in net rating. They're fourth in defensive rating, and they're the two-seed in the Eastern Conference. They're starting to hit their stride. Even though Ben Simmons is has some question marks with his lack of aggression. Joel Embiid has lacked consistency and really got called out by Shaq and Charles Barkley for not being dominant and assertive on a consistent basis. He really showed it against the Boston Celtics, what he's capable of. We got to see that on a consistent basis. We got to see Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson being able to help in terms of scoring from the outside. We got to see who's going to close basketball games for this team. We got to see some sort of depth even a three-man bench rotation that could come in and contribute. We got to see these perimeter shooters knock down shots on a more consistent basis. There's still a lot of questions with the Philadelphia 76ers, but I still think they are the second-best team in the Eastern Conference behind the Milwaukee Bucks. I still fully expect them to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. And at five, I got the Dallas Mavericks, who are the third seed in the Western Conference right now. They have the best offensive rating in the entire league, they're second best in overall net rating. They're led by an MVP, top five MVP candidate, that is, and Luka Doncic in his second season, who is absolutely balling out. They've got good depth off their bench in elite coaching with Rick Carlisle, who's been here and done that before. He's doing a great job with this Dallas Mavericks team. That's my top five team hierarchy. We got the Bucks at one. We got the Lakers at two. We got the Clippers at three. We got the Philadelphia 76ers at four and the Dallas Mavericks at the number five spot. And my preseason pick to win the NBA championship was the Los Angeles Clippers. I still think they're the best team in the NBA. I'm still saying we can't count them out. I'm still saying they're going to be really, really tough for everyone come playoff time. And this is just a 60 to 65 percent form of what they're going to be at that point in time. But the way LeBron James and Anthony Davis are balling, the way this chemistry is, the way these parts fit, the duo of LeBron James and Anthony Davis from a star power perspective has a chance to be similar to what Kyrie Irving and LeBron James did to the Golden State Warriors. There's obviously a lot of other factors that played into that series in 2016, but obviously the Golden State Warriors were the better basketball team. But the Cavs found a way to win off the backs of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Obviously, LeBron James is a little older now. Obviously, AD's looking a little or a good amount better than Kyrie Irving. So we'll see if it's the same. It's a similar concept, though. The Clippers do have a lot of wing defenders to throw at LeBron James as the Golden State back in the day. But we're going to see the town level is closing. The Lakers have more depth on the bench than the Cleveland Cavaliers did at that time. They also have better coaching. They have a lot of other things going for them. But the Clippers are just such a good team. You talk about two six-man-of-the-year caliber players coming off your bench. Two of the best two-way wings in the entire league. The coaching that they have, just the overall depth that they have. They just have so much firepower, so much going for them. Um, but LeBron James and Anthony Davis are two all-world talents, world-class talents that no other team has two of those guys. Paul George is a superstar. He's not a world-class talent. 
Okay, so the Lakers are the only team in the entire NBA with two of those guys. When I say world-class talent, I mean either a Giannis or an AD or a Harden or a Steph or a KD or a LeBron or Kawhi Leonard, okay? And there's only seven of those world-class talents. Maybe Luka Doncic gets his way into that conversation. If he continues to play at the level that he's playing right now, he's in that world-class talent discussion too. Um but no other team in the NBA has two of those guys. Obviously, Steph Curry and KD would have been two of those tier one world-class talents um, from last year's Golden State Warriors team. I don't think AD's on the level of LeBron still, but they're both in that world-class talent kind of tier. Um, but let's get into the player hierarchy while we're on that, top, uh, on that topic, talking about world-class talents, because these guys are putting in some work, making the MVP conversation very, very competitive, very, very controversial. All these guys are putting up video game-type numbers and having insane impacts with their team. And we're going to start with the reigning MVP in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, Giannis Antetokounmpo is scoring efficiently while taking more threes. He's taking five three-pointers a game. He heard the noise and the chatter about his lack of a jump shot that he needs to get in the gym and work on his shot. And that was the big critique about Giannis. And he's a guy that's gotten better every single season. I expected him to get even better this year, and that's exactly what he's doing. 31 points a game on 60 effective field goal percentage. He has the highest net rating impact in the entire league at a plus 16.5. He's tied for the best record in the league, uh, his Milwaukee Bucks are. He's 13 rebounds a game, elite level defense, and he's the primary ball handler. Think about the responsibility that Giannis has, being your top defender, bringing the guy that brings the ball up the court, being your top rebounder, being your top scorer. He does so much for this Milwaukee Bucks team. Uh, that's so crazy, and they have the best record tied for it in the entire NBA, and Giannis deserves credit for doing that. And the big reason that he's over LeBron James is because of that net rating impact, because of the fact that he doesn't have another superstar, world-class talent, another guy that's in this conversation, in this hierarchy, uh, which LeBron James has in Anthony Davis. Giannis, the second-best player is Chris Middleton, even when Chris Middleton was out. Giannis continued to do his thing, and they're tied for the best record. So Giannis, to me, is a clear choice right now at the number one spot. But at number two, I do have LeBron James, the Wash King, as he likes to say. And people were calling him Wash. Let's not have revisionist history. People were calling him Wash. But now those people are quiet, and they're punched in the air because what LeBron James is doing is nothing sort of, short of sensational. Man, we're talking about the best playmaker in the NBA who's leading the league and assisted 11 per game with just four turnovers a game, also giving you 26 points a game on 55 effective field goal percentage with seven rebounds. And, yes, high-quality defense. A lot of people getting on LeBron James for lack of consistent defensive effort, blah, 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 blah. He heard all the talk, but this is a new year, and LeBron James is playing some high-level defense this year. And it helps to have Anthony Davis protecting that rim and really calling out the schemes and everything as well. From the backside, LeBron James has been active in communicating as well, and Frank Vogel's defensive mentality has really been instilled into this basketball team. You add the combination of having better defenders around you and a better defensive system and scheme, LeBron James is more engaged and active, and it's really showing uh, that he's putting in work on that side of the ball. His net rating impact is second in the NBA at a plus 13 
He's tied again, like I said numerous times. The Lakers and the Bucks are tied for the best record in the NBA. LeBron James' impact on the Los Angeles Lakers have been felt at a higher level than Anthony Davis. Despite the fact that AD is doing his thing, we'll get to him later, it's clear that the offense runs through LeBron James as the primary ball handler. He's the guy that's setting up Anthony Davis and helping Anthony Davis eat in the post, in the paint, getting him the touches. Obviously, AD's helping out LeBron James's defense, but the offense, which has really found its own lately, is led by LeBron James. He's a driving force of that offense, and he's still doing a good amount on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to get to Luka Doncic, who's at my number three spot, and he is an elite scorer, okay? 30 points a game on 56 effective field goal percentage. He's giving you 10 rebounds a game. He's giving you nine assists a game with a good assist-to-turnover ratio. He's also a plus-nine net rating impact for the Dallas Mavericks with the least amount of supporting pieces and expectations. We talk about the Dallas Mavericks team that was not a lock for the playoffs. A lot of people, myself included, did not even think they were going to make the playoffs. And obviously there's been some injuries to some other teams in the Western Conference, but the fact that the Dallas Mavericks are up to the three seed in the Western Conference with his second best player being an inconsistent Christos Porzingis who's coming off of injury, okay, this shows the testament of how much Luka Doncic is doing, how impactful he is to this team. We're talking about a team in Dallas who has the best offensive rating in the league, and Luka Doncic is one of the best offensive players in the league at this point in time, most impactful offensive players. He's the guy you're running your offense through, and he's balling, doing his thing, huge impact on Dallas. I've got him third on my hierarchy. The reason he's probably not higher is because he's not the defender. He's not playing a level defense or impact on the defensive end that those guys above him are playing. His net rating impact isn't as high as those guys above him, and his team is not winning at the level of those guys above him. You can say, oh, he doesn't have as much help. That's true, but when you talk about their net rating impacts also being higher, okay, and then being on a better team, that all factors into the equation. Also, the raw statistics are pretty close all across the board. The impact is close all across the board, but those guys above you are giving you that defense. Okay, so Luca's number three. He could move up. He's balling. The fact that he's in this conversation at 20 years old in his second season is insane. Uh, and then at number four, James Harden. Okay, this is the best scorer in the league. Again, like I say, KD's out with the Achilles. He would be the best scorer in the league if he was healthy. But James Harden is putting up an efficient 39 points per game. Okay, that is staggering. On 55 effective field goal percentage, you're giving your team 39 points a game. Yes, he's taking a lot of shots, a lot of ISO, a lot of free throws. But again, to put up 39 points and to do it on 55 effective field goal percentage is very impressive. He's a solid playmaker, too, giving you seven and a half assists a game and five turnovers. His defense has been much improved. Again, he's taken another step defensively for a good defensive season than it was last year, especially his post defense is really, really good. Plus 10 net rating impact, and the Houston Rockets are the four seed in the Western Conference. The main reason James Harden's not higher on this list is because the Rockets are just the four seed in the Western Conference. They have a lower seed than Luka Doncic's Dallas Mavericks, even though Luka Doncic has less star power around him, less expectations around him. Luka's team is still uh, a game ahead of the Houston Rockets in the standings. Um, and his points per game are great, but the all-around numbers, the rebounding numbers, the playmaking numbers, the overall impact has just been higher for those three guys above him. But again, 39 points a game is insane, 
and the more and more James Harden continues to put the ball in the basket, hopefully will lead to some Houston Rockets W's. He can make his way higher in this player hierarchy. And then at the number five spot, I have Anthony Davis. Okay, and Anthony Davis is leading the Lakers in scoring at 27 points a game, 53 effective field goal percentage. He's leading them in rebounding at nine rebounds a game, and he's leading them in defense, putting up a defensive player of the year caliber season, leading the league in blocks with three a game. And the Lakers, as I've said probably a thousand times in this podcast, are tied for the best record in the league. He has a plus eight net rating impact. And what AD is doing, anchoring the defense, giving you that defensive player of the year caliber impact. And then he can still be your top scorer on the offensive side of the ball, being fed by LeBron James, but also doing his thing to create his own shot off the bounce in the post, shooting the three, not at the clip he would like to shoot it at, but he's still making a good amount from the perimeter. And he's really their best free throw shooter as well, which is big for them down the stretch, making some clutch free throws, making clutch plays. He's really been an anchor of that defense and really been a go-to guy that they can give the ball to in the post and make something happen. So AD puts um, puts at the number five spot. And the reason AD is not higher is just because, again, he has LeBron James on his team, who's clearly the more valuable player at this point in time. And having two guys that are in this MVP conversation, the second guy is going to take a little bit of a hit. Actually, both, as I've said, the reason why LeBron James is not number one is because he's got Anthony Davis alongside him. So both take a hit, but obviously the second most valuable player on the team is going to take more of a hit. But if AD continues to bring that effort and that impact defensively and then offensively, maybe get an assist or two more a game, maybe become a little bit more efficient as a scorer, maybe get double-digit rebounds, improve his net rating impact, he can definitely move up this list. So my top five team hierarchy, again, as I said before, was Bucks, Lakers, Clippers, Sixers, Mavs. The players, we got LeBron James at number one, or excuse me, Giannis Antetokounmpo at number one, LeBron James at number two, Luka Doncic at number three, James Harden at number four, and Anthony Davis at number five. Thank you guys so much for listening. One other thing I wanted to say before I end this podcast was that, man, I expected Kawhi Leonard to actually try in the regular season, and he's just not. Okay, we, we wonder if he's injured or, or whatnot, and yeah, he's probably dealing with a little bit of something that he wasn't expecting to deal with before the season, but dang, a lot of it's load management. A lot of it is in-game load management and not trying in the regular season. I thought, now that he's going to be on a new team, I literally switched my MVP pick from Giannis Antetokounmpo to Kawhi Leonard because I expected him to come out here and give some dang effort in the regular season. It's just not happening. I'm very disappointed in that because if he was given effort, he would be in this conversation as well, but he's just not quite there. Clippers are the two seed, and he's still doing just enough. Uh, but man, I would have loved to see Kawhi put together an MVP type season. It's just not happening, but it's all good. These other guys are more than making up for with their staggering numbers and impact all across the board. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I'm out. Peace.